This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, February 12th, 2012. As seen in the HB, new and improved heart. Yeah, Nick Nacho. Okay, today we look at part two of our series as seen on the HB, or in the HB, that would be the Holy Bible. Our focus this morning is on a new and improved heart. Well, good morning, Connection Church. It is great to worship with you this morning. Thank you so much for coming. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we're two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, we thank you for today. It's a day that you've made, a day that we should all rejoice and be glad in it. There are times, Lord, when we go through struggles and challenges. And so meet us right where we are, right here today. And open up our hearts so that you can do the spiritual surgery that we need, each one of us. Thank you for wooing us here this morning. It's not by accident that anyone's here. And we thank you and praise you for being here with us. We pray this in your name. And all of Connection Church said, Amen. Amen. Okay, so the heart. This is a a good Sunday to be talking about the heart since Tuesday is... Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, Heart Day. You know, we're all surrounded by hearts this time of year. And why is that? You know what we're doing, Valentine's Day. I told the other course uh, class or whatever you guys are. Congregation (laughs) class, what am I thinking? But I wanted to clue him in, and I just want him to remember what we're doing on Valentine's Day. Because you told me last service, but why don't you tell them? We're going to. Friendlies with our grandson Jacob. That's right. A romantic Valentine's Day, just the three of us at Friendlies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. so fun. I can't wait. The heart, yeah. So this is a good Sunday to be talking about because Tuesday we're at Friendlies celebrating Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Valentine's right? Day. Yeah. And why? Well, in our culture, you see, it's heart, 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 because the heart is our emotional center, right? Our emotional center. And so, you know, that's when we tell somebody we love them with all of our, right, we tell them all of our heart. And that's funny if you think about it when you're saying, I love you with all of my blood pumping muscle. (laughs) So romantic, huh? Of course, then the flip side, you know, when when somebody stops loving us or they break, break it up, then we say that they broke our heart. They broke our heart. And, um, and, um. That's because of that lousy feeling you get inside, but actually the feeling's more like you broke my gut, but that just doesn't sound right. So we change it because the heart's the center of the emotion, so we say you, you broke my heart. There we go. There's a great song. Um, it was pretty popular 10, 15 years ago. It's called Lord, I Give You My Heart. It was a Hillsong song, just beautiful. Uh, this is my desire to honor you. Lord, with all my heart, I worship you. Say the rest with me. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart. And so the heart, at least for our call, is the emotion or emotional center. But let's face it. It's not just the emotional center. It's at the very center of our lives. Literally, the 
heart is what keeps the blood flowing through our body. So in, in that, that means that it keeps life flowing through our bodies. When the heart stops, life stops. And so, and so the heart equals is life for us. And so if I, if I give the Lord my heart, I am literally giving the Lord my life. If I, if I worship God with all of my heart, I'm worshiping God with, with basically with all I've got. My heart is my life. Now, the challenge is this, though. Our, our heart is not indestructible. So I was a nurse for a lot of years. I still am a little bit, but um, I've studied the heart a lot. And now when I do my nursing once a week, I, I come in contact with a lot of people who have some serious heart issues. There are a lot of reasons for us having um, heart issues. Some of it's genetic. Some of it's the way we take care of ourselves. Sometimes things just happen. But a lot of times our heart is not as healthy as, as it can be. And that can cause some pretty serious things. Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, the point this morning is this. In addition to the emotional aspects of the heart, like the broken heart or, uh, and, the, and the physical challenges that comes when our heart isn't as healthy as it could be or when our heart stops beating, there's, there's a spiritual heart problem as well. And, and, and it's, it's known as the hardened heart, the hardened heart. You may, have, you may have heard of hardening of the arteries. I don't know if you've heard of hardening of the heart. Hardening of the arteries, you know, it's a physical condition where your arteries get thick and stiff and the blood doesn't flow like it should and it causes damage and all that sort of thing. You know, hardening of the arteries, to some extent, is, is, uh, is treatable and to some extent preventable. We, we can do some things to help prevent it, right? Some, yeah. Good. Absolutely. Oh, I'm, uh, done. I'm Okay, good. Good. I'm just, I'm just thinking medical right now. So um, anyway. Oh, this be trouble. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we have hardening of, hardening of the arteries. Let's talk about hardening of the heart. Kind of same, kind of different. Hardening of the heart is treatable and it is preventable. But it's a spiritual health condition that we face when we have a hardening of the heart, which is very different than hardening of the arteries. Okay, here's what I mean by a hardening of the heart. It, some words that describe that are cold, insensitive, unfeeling. How about this one? Unyielding. Unyielding. We want to put a little bit of flip on this, though. There are times when hardening of the heart may not be a bad thing. There's a guy named Andrew Womack. He wrote an online article called Hardness of the Heart, a condition you may have and not even know it. Here's what he says. He says, God made us so that we can harden our hearts and literally shut out unwanted influences. It was meant to be a positive thing. But because we haven't understood this, what God meant for good has actually worked against us. In other words, instead of hardening our hearts to protect us from negative things, all too often we have hardened our hearts to God and to those around us, often those who love us, often those who need our love. And as Womack goes on to share in that article, a hardened heart 
dulls the person's ability to receive and understand. We find this example in the Holy Bible, the HV. We're looking at Mark, and it's in the eighth chapter of Mark. Mark's in the second half of the Bible. We find a story in Mark 8 where Jesus fed a crowd, a large crowd of 4,000 plus, and he um, did that with not much. And a little bit um, previous to that, Jesus had fed another crowd of 5,000. Some of you might know the story. He used uh, a little bit of bread and, and two fish. In both cases, food was left over. And yet, after even after the disciples saw Jesus miraculously, miraculously feed crowds and crowds of people while they were chit-chatting with one another, the disciples were focused on something uh, different. They were focused on not having bread. Very, very interesting. Here's what Jesus says to them in response to their questioning. Why are you talking about no bread, about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember? When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? And so when we look at this, Jesus basically gives us five symptoms of the hardened heart. First, uh, unable to perceive, or see in that case, perceive. Two, unable to understand. Three, unable to see. Four, unable to hear. Five, unable to remember, especially to remember what God has done. And Womack goes on to point out that a hardened heart is characterized by an inability to perceive spiritually. And when we are able to perceive something spiritually, a hardened heart will keep us from understanding it. We might see what the Lord is trying to show us, but we're still blinded to what it means. And so we've just shared some symptoms of a hardened heart. The inability to see and hear and understand. There is a spiritual blindness when we have a hardened heart. But what causes this to happen? What causes this? There's a pastor, his name's Gerald Whetstone. He's a Nazarene pastor, and he wrote an article called Hardening of the Heart. And he points us to the book of Hebrews. That's found in the New Testament. And to chapter 3 in Hebrews. Here's what verse 7 says. So, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not, what? Harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the desert where your fathers tested and tried me. And for 40 years saw what he did. Now, the rebellion that they're talking about here wasn't um, in that particular day and time, but they were reflecting back on what had happened to the Hebrew people. They rebelled against God. They found themselves in slavery, and then God got them out of slavery, and they wandered the desert. That's what it says, wandered the desert for 40 years. Time and time again, even though there was even a cloud that represented God, that God was with them. They disobeyed. They didn't pay attention. They turned their backs. You know, where are you, God? My heavens. 
They were so rebellious, and aren't we? Aren't we? You know, God is in our midst, and we're like, we still, still do it. We still rebel. We're disobedient. You know, we often leave the things of God and the nurturing of our relationship with God for tomorrow. We put things off when it is about God. Okay, well, tomorrow I'll start reading the Bible. Tomorrow I'll do my devotions. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up early and pray. Tomorrow I'm going to reach out in care and concern to somebody. Tomorrow this, tomorrow that. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. We are missing opportunities right and left because how many times have you said, have I said tomorrow and tomorrow goes to the next day or the next day and it never happens tomorrow. But what does happen when we keep tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow is that our heart that was maybe soft gets harder and harder and harder when we put off things of God and our relationship with God When we put that off till tomorrow, over and over and over again, and then we find ourselves with the inability to see, the inability to hear, the inability to perceive, the inability to understand. It's just like our heart muscle. You know, if if we don't take care of it, oftentimes we pay that price. When we don't take care of our heart in a spiritual way, in matters of Jesus, the same thing happens. Our heart becomes very unhealthy. We've got to keep it in shape or it will harden up on us. Okay, so Hebrews 3 gives us the cause of the hardening heart, and that is putting it off to tomorrow. And so it therefore gives us also the prevention and the cure for this spiritual heart disease. It's a prescription that we can't take lightly, uh, according to Whetstone. It's, a, it's simple, and yet it's not easy. If, if putting off to tomorrow is the cause, then the simple cure, the simple prevention, the simple prescription is to do things today. It begins today, and it can't be put off till tomorrow. And therefore, today, as we sing sometimes, is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It all becomes Today, today is the day we will be focused on the Lord. Today is the day that we will listen to God's voice. Today is the day when we will get real quiet before God and we will pay close attention to what God is trying to get across to us. Today is the day we will open our eyes and we will look for God at work in us and around us and within us. Today is the day when we will open the Bible and not only read it, but we will immerse ourselves in it. We will try to make it part of us. Today is the day we will talk with God and we will spend time in God's presence. Today is the day that prayer doesn't mean giving God our wish list of I wants, but instead it means that we talk and we listen and we listen and we talk and we listen and we listen and we listen to God and what God is trying to get across to us. It means that we carry on conversation with God. It means we We try our best to relate to God. It means we open our hearts to God, and we also try to seek to know what God's heart is as well. Today is the day when we have an appointment to meet with Jesus one-on-one, and we share our very lives, our very hearts with him. And we today remember. We remember. We remember 
what God has done. Like the disciples wondering about food, they forgot what Jesus had just done. And how often do we do the same thing? Today is the day that we remember what God has done, is doing, and will do for us. It's the day that we remember that it's not just a one-time thing, that it's an everyday thing. Every day is a new today because tomorrow never comes. Every day is a new day. Every day we meet Jesus once again as though it's for the first time. Today is the day that we look for and we listen to God in our lives. That's the prescription for a new and improved heart. And that can only happen with the Lord's help. We can't do this on our own. We're not that good. Our heart, we need a lot of help. We're not that focused. We're not that heart healthy. We must seek the Lord and take this prescription of of today and all that the Lord promises for us today and to take it in and to live it and to believe it. We must seek the Lord in overcoming our spiritual sickness, our heart disease, and go for spiritual surgery for a new and improved heart. The Lord called a guy named David. He was a shepherd boy. He became the King David. He was anointed by, you know, to do great things for God. A, God, a man over, after God's own heart. David loved God. He's, he's in the first part of the Bible. David messed up bad. David committed adultery. And then in order to cover that up, he, uh, he committed murder He sinned. I mean, it was bad news. This was a guy who loved God. Okay, so I don't know what you've done. I know what I've done. And and we love God and we still mess up time and time again. Well, Nathan was David's friend. And Nathan confronted David and asked David to take, you know, to confess to the Lord, to repent. And that's exactly what David did. Psalm 51, it's a great psalm. I'd like to share it with you now. Create in me a clean heart, O God. That was David's prayer. That was David's cry to God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Wow, what a cry. What a cry out to God. We can cry that too. We can lift that up to God, just like David did. I'd like for us to say it together. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. And so David sought God to create a new a new heart, a clean heart, and we do too. And that's because it's God and God alone that can do that. We can't do it ourselves alone. It only happens by tuning into God, by looking and listening, by seeing and understanding, and especially by remembering. Remembering what God has done, remembering who God is, and, and remembering that that who we are and whose we are.
and staying close to God through Jesus the Christ and through the power of God's Holy Spirit. Here's the really awesome thing about that. When we do all those things, you know, see, hear, understand, when, when we're made new, those around us <laughs> experience a touch from God too. See, when we accept God, when we claim God, you know, Christ resides in us. And hopefully, when that happens, people don't see us, but they see the love of Christ in and through us. And so, you know, each one of us can share that love in such an incredible way. We can't love without God. God loved us first. God loved us unconditionally. And so our, our call from God is to love others in that way. That doesn't mean be a doormat. That doesn't mean set up health. You know, we should have healthy boundaries when that's, you know, when there are things. But we still can have a soft, pliable heart from God when we walk closely with God. I'm reminded of 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient, it's kind, it does not envy, it is not rude, it keeps no record of wrongs, it is not self-serving. Love bears all things, believes all things. Love, that's what it boils down to. If you have the word God, you can say God equals love, capital L-O-V-E. And when we take God in, when we confess Jesus Christ on our lips and we repent, we turn away from those things that, you know, bind us up and we say, okay, I'm all in. Do the spiritual surgery that it takes, Lord. Create in me a clean heart. Wow. What a new creation we become, just like we sang about. We have a new and improved heart, and it's only because of the grace of God. It's nothing we do on our own. It's all God. And so we would encourage you to take some time during this last song, later today, tonight, tomorrow, every day this week, every day for the rest of your life, all the above. (laughs) Seek God. Be open. Look and listen to what God is trying to share with you. Get tuned in. And again, do it today, because tomorrow never comes. That doesn't mean... When Monday gets here, you don't do it again, because that's today then. (laughs) Each today, we need to do that. New and improved, that's the heart God wants us to have. That's the heart God is willing to give us, and all we got to do is ask. All we got to do is ask. That's the good news. Let's live it, and let's pray. Almighty God, it boggles our mind that you loved us so much that you gave your very best, that you came and walked among us and showed us the perfect way. Lord, you are the way, the truth, life. You're the shepherd, the mighty shepherd. You're our rock, our redeemer. Oh God, forgive us for those Areas in our life where we are hardened. Lord, help us see things and others as you see them.
Help us make a difference and reflect you to those around us. Help us be better parents, better spouses, better friends, better students, better citizens. Get us out of the way and do what it takes, Lord, to grow us, to stretch us, to prune us so that we can have a new and improved heart. We pray this in your name. Amen. We're going to take um, a couple minutes right now and do a little self-examination. This is just between you and God. This is a real vertical time. Don't worry about anybody around you. But it's time to, to look, at, look at your heart. You know, visualize your heart. It's got a, you know, it's got some areas. Uh, I'm going to say your heart's got, you know, different rooms. Some rooms might be open. Some rooms might be closed. What are the areas in your heart that are closed, that are hard, that, that you don't want to let God into? And those areas in your heart that, that might be hard, um, ask God to talk to you and deal with you about that. Give God your whole heart. So we're just going to listen to a little bit of music, but actually pray and listen. You can do that from your seats. God also loves it when we're on our knees. You see, that's a humbling position to get on our knees before the Lord and open ourselves up and say, deal with me, Lord. Do the spiritual surgery that you need to do so that I can be new, so that I can be transformed. So I encourage you to get up out of your seats to pray at your seats, to pray on the steps, to go back in the prayer corner and pray there. Because today is the day. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Today is the day. Let's go to God in prayer. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website, at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.